0: Romans chapter number three, and we're going to start reading uh, verse number one. we read the first 18 verses here this morning. Romans chapter 3. And let's all stand together for the reading of God's word, please. Romans chapter 3. Starting in verse 1, we'll read verses 1 through 18. And we'll read those verses responsibly. I'll read verse 1, you'll read verse 2, I'll read verse 3, read verse 4, etc., through verse number 18. Romans chapter number three verse number one so what advantage then hath the jew or what profit is there of circumcision together much every way chiefly because that thou unto them were committed the oracles of god for what if some did not believe shall their unbelief make the faith of god without effect god forbid yea let god be true but every man a liar As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, thou mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous, who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil, that good may come, whose damnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? No, and no wise. For we, uh, we, we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no none. There is a none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher, and with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. and Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace that they not known there is no fear of god before their eyes i want to preach to you then that the verse number 18 is the text verse there is no fear of god before their eyes and so let's pray our heavenly father i pray that you would bless the truth here today help us to listen and help it to be um powerful in our hearts in our life and that we can leave here um a little different than how we came i pray you'd uh, have your spirit come down and bring some Bring some conviction, uh, bring some correction, bring some encouragement, and bring some lifting. Just use it and accomplish your work. You said that your word would go forth and it would accomplish the task for which it was sent forth. I pray that you would do that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: I've been singing about my Lord for so many years I've sung when I've been happy I've sung when I had tears People have asked me Has it all been just a show? But the reason that I'm singing I want the world to know I sing because there is an empty grave I sing because there is a power to save I sing because His grace is real to me Oh, I sing because I'm not alone. I sing because someday I'm going home I shall sing through all eternity I've sung to those walking through fiery trial I've watched their saddened faces turn in to happy smiles. I bow my head when whisper, Lord, please do the same for me. And I'm glad I can tell you he's given victory. I sing because there is an empty grave. I sing because there is a power to save. I sing because His grace is real to me. Oh, I sing because I know I'm not alone. I sing because someday I'm going home where I shall sing through all eternity. I sing because someday I'm going home where I shall sing through we eternity. Uh,
0: very, very good. I love that song. Let's pray together here. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the, the message here. Help us to listen. Help us to be still. Uh, not to uh, move about. Not to be distracted. Uh, but to sit up and listen, listen, listen. With an open heart. Asking the Spirit of God to do something with us. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'm going to put my finger on, I think, perhaps the number one problem in Christianity today. Um, I'm going to tell you this morning why people fall out of church. I'm going to tell you this morning why some of you will not be in church maybe a year from now. I'm going to tell you why. People uh, here are going to fall into sin. I'm going to tell you why there's some Christians that are hypocrites. You put on one person at church and a whole other person the rest of the week. I'm going to tell you here today why some of you do not tithe. I'm going to tell you today why some of you teenagers are just rebellious. I'm going to tell you why. There's lukewarm Christians amongst us. I'm going to tell you why. You only go to church occasionally or maybe on just Sunday mornings. I'm going to tell you why you accept sin into your life and live with it. I'm going to tell you why some of you teenagers, though you say at church last week you want to change and you want to live for the Lord, And why you haven't. I'm going to tell you why. You have addiction problems. I'm going to tell you why. Like our Sunday school lesson. You're like a fool that goes back to your folly. I'm going to tell you why. Some of you have a pornography problem. I'm going to tell you why. Some of you do not read your Bible. I'm going to tell you why. Some of you do not spend time with the Lord. I'm going to tell you why. Some of you don't pass out a gospel track. I'm going to tell you why. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, you often blow him off and don't listen. There's multitudes of things. I believe much of the problem is centered around one main focus here this morning. In Romans chapter 3, we read, he come down and he says, there's none righteous, no, not one. He went on and said, there's none that understands. There's none that seeks after God. they are become unprofitable. There's none that doeth do good. Their throats an open sepulcher. Their tongues you have used deceit. There's poison in their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. Uh, they don't have the peace of God. Why? Verse 18. Listen, verse 18. He said, because there's no fear of God. There's no fear of God. There's two types of fear in the Bible. When we talk about the fear of God, there's two types. And uh, guys, sit up and listen now. There's two types of fear in the Bible. And uh, we often reach, uh, talk about the one when we, uh, we talk about having the fear of the Lord. People say, oh, you ought to have the, the, the fear of God. Now, that doesn't mean to be afraid of God. Uh, well, I've heard preacher after preacher after preacher say, that doesn't mean don't be afraid of God. That means that you're supposed to reverence God. I agree with that. Uh, That does mean to reverence God. We ought to have a a holy fear, a reverence, a respect for God, and fear disappointing him, if you will, or fear letting him down, or fear breaking his heart. That's a holy fear. That's a reverent fear type of fear. That is a respectful type of fear. That's the type of fear we ought to have towards, uh, uh, maybe towards our parents, or towards our our pastor, or maybe even towards our employer. There ought to be that type of a fear of, I respect you. I don't want to let you down. Even to this day, there's some things I just wouldn't do because I wouldn't want to let down my dad. I would not want to disappoint him. That's a a reverent type of fear, if you will. And I do believe that, that that's very true in the Bible, that many times when God says to fear the Lord, he is talking about that however he's not only talking about that there's another type of fear in the bible it's not just a reverent fear but there is a terror of the lord there's a fear uh we fear the police we see them in the grocery store and they say hello he's a hello officer we don't say that because we're afraid that he's gonna arrest us or pepper spray us we have a respect for him Uh, uh, But then when they come up behind you with the lights flashing, there's a new type of fear There's the terror. What did I do? Oh, no, I'm in trouble and we got that terror that comes in We have the reverence towards our boss at work We go and we say good morning to him and and we we take care of stuff there because he gives us a paycheck And he's our boss and we respect him But then there's the day he calls us into his office Oh That becomes a new type of fear There comes that fear of somebody tries to get you to do something at work. You're like, I can't do that. No, 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 no. I'll lose my job. I can't do that. I'm not going to jeopardize my job to do something. I'm not going to do That is a terror, if you will. It's another type of fear. I said, how do you know that God wants us to have that kind of fear? Because he told us this, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that is able to cast both body and soul into hell. Uh, God said, you better be, you you, uh, you ought to run scared of who God is. And I think a problem that we have today uh, amongst our Christian realm and our churches and, and especially here in America, it seems there's just no fear of God. It seems that we have lost the idea that God is a holy, righteous God. We have too many of us have this picture in our mind that God's this old man up in heaven with old gray beard and a, and a cane and he's feeble and has and he, uh, he has Alzheimer's disease and he, he, he can't see very well and he can't think very well and he's, he's just this old geezer up in the though. Hey listen, a God is alive and well up in heaven and he's young and energetic and his mind is sharper than ever and he's more powerful than ever before and he's a, he's a great God and a mighty God and a God that ought to be feared. Well, I tell you what, uh, the, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. That's what the Bible says. It's a pretty scary thing. You better be careful when God knocks on your door and wants to talk to you. You better get scared when you realize the God of heaven, who has all the power in the universe, he can squash you like a bug, he can cast your soul into hellfire, he can do anything he wants to you. There ought to be a fear there that says, I am afraid or I fear the Lord. We ought to have a healthy fear. When there is no fear of God, listen, anything goes. Anything goes. If you have no fear of God, anything goes. And that is what we find in society today. We have a world today that is not afraid of God. So much so, they openly mock Him. They openly curse Him. They openly uh, put Him down. They openly despise Him. They will put bumper stickers, filthy bumper stickers, blasphemy type of bumper stickers on their car, like dog is my co-pilot. Just things to, to try to make a point that God is a nothing. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll make fun of him in your sitcoms and your, and your movies and TV shows. And they make fun of him in our churches and, and we, uh, uh, they, they, they openly despise him and deny him and they purposely go by and they and, and, and do things to defile, if they will, the name of God because there is no fear of God. Remember when Abraham, Abraham went down to uh, uh, Gerar. There was a famine in the land. and So he went down to Gerar uh, and, and to get some to food and to live for a while. But when he got down there, his wife was very beautiful, and uh, 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 he was he was married to this beautiful woman, uh, and and, uh, Sarah. And he said, "When I get down in a town, he said, I fear that what's going to happen." You did, you did, you did. Thank you. I take back that last line. Um. And I take back all the bad things I said in my mind about you and all the evil thoughts I had. I take that all back. I'm so sorry. Bye-bye. Have a good day. And thank you for coming in. I appreciate that. Let's See, I want to say, take a moment and say, I appreciate. They have to go to work, but they came in for as long as they could. And that is, that is good. And I do take back all the bad things I thought in my mind. And anyway, um, but uh, uh, they, they went down to Gerard. And he said, listen, he said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that when the people see you, they're going to kill me and take you And and, 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 and as their wife. I don't want that to happen. I'm I'm afraid of them. So when we get down to Gerar, we're going to lie and say, you're my sister instead of my wife. And hopefully then they're not going to kill me. And this is what Abraham said. He said, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will slay me for my wife's sake. Why was he so scared? Why was he afraid these people would murder him? Because he said, there's no fear of God in this place. And that's where we live today. We live in a world where there's no fear of God. People blatantly, openly go out in their sin. Why? There's no fear of God. I'll tell you there was a day, and it wasn't too many years ago. We're talking about a day, we're talking about just a few years back when I was a teenager. A few years back, nothing, but a few years back when I was a teenager. There was a reverence. And we'd go to Chicago. I was in college and run our bus routes through the, 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 uh, uh, the ghettos of Chicago and go to Cabrini-Green and the, and the high rise. We would go into buildings where police officers have told me we will not even go into that building. They will not go into there. Uh, We're talking about dangerous, dangerous places and and, and drug deals and murders and gang fights and all this going on. But they tell you something. When you you stepped out and you had a shirt and tie on and a Bible in your hand and you walked you right into those buildings and nobody would mess with you, nobody would talk to you, the gangs would be on your side. They would protect you. Why? They say, hey, that is a man of God. That is a preacher. That is a man of the cloth. And we won't touch you. Even back then, 20 years ago There was a healthy fear of almighty God That says, I may not be doing right But I have a line somewhere I know where that is and I'm not going to cross it Lest he get mad at me Boy, But today, there's no fear of God There's no fear of God amongst our Christian people There's no fear of God amongst our churches anymore They just do not fear the Lord Um, I I went um, I watched some people And some of the things they do And I shudder and I think, how in the world can they do that? Are they not afraid of what God's going to do? Are they not scared to death of what God would do? If I did that, God would kill me. If I did that, I have no idea. God might take my family. God might burn down my house. I don't know what God's I'll tell you what, I would never do that. I shudder at some of the things that people do. David. David was being chased by Saul. And Saul, David killed Goliath, did the country a great favor, and won a a, a battle against the Philistines without one casualty and and Saul comes out with a great deal of jealousy and chases David down trying to kill him and uh, uh, chased him down got him cornered inside of the cave and David and his men were hiding in this cave and and they uh, uh, uh Saul and his army did not know that he was there and the Bible says a deep sleep fell on Saul and on his army and David and his men they begin to tiptoe out and as David tiptoes past King Saul he looks down at Saul and one of his men says hey David God put him here for you to kill. Your battle could be over. You could win the battle. God's already promised you the throne, and God has put a sleep on him. Take his life and kill that man. And David turned around and said, I don't know who you think you are, but that is a man that God put there, and I am not going to lift my hand against God's anointed. And he walked off on his way. I mean, there was other times that that David was being cursed by people and called names and and stones to him and cursed it. And David's men said, David, want us to go over there and kill him? And God, he said, no, maybe God's letting him do it for a reason. I don't want to interfere with God. Why? I'm scared of the Lord. I have a fear. You want to know why Jonah ran from God? You want to know why when God said, Jonah, get up and go to Nineveh, and he got up with the opposite direction to Tarshish, and, 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 and the Bible says he fled from the face of the Lord? Do you want to know why Jonah did that? There was no fear of God. No fear of God. Saul, as he was the king, and the time came when the, the offering was to be presented. And though uh, Saul was not legally uh, supposed to uh, do the uh, the duties of a priest because he was the king, and he was waiting for Samuel to r- arise and make, uh, uh, to come into town and to make the offering, but Samuel was running late, and Saul, the reason why Saul stepped up and overstepped the priest's office and stepped into a realm he should not have been in, and he made the offering himself, the reason he did so, there was no fear of God of saying, this is not the realm I'm supposed to be in. Hey, listen, that's why, that's why you can go to work and steal from your job. And your boss not know about it and you think it's okay. That's why you can go to your work and steal tools or steal food or steal items or steal gas or steal whatever's there. The reason why you can go in there or steal your boss's time because you go and clock in but you don't work. Well, you say you're at work and you're really not, and the reason why you can do such things and it not affect you, I'll tell you why, you don't fear God. You're not afraid. You don't look up to heaven and say, I better be careful because I don't know what God's going to do. There's a, a man on a business in a big city, and he, he uh, had several employees, but he had one employee who was a Christian man, and that employee outworked everybody else. He called him in one day, and he said, I need to talk to you. He said, I need to know what's going on. Why are you so different than my other employees? He said, all oh, my other employees, I got to watch them all the time. They're not staying and working. I got to get on and make sure they work while they're on the clock. They steal from me. They don't work hard. But you, if I'm not even here, you work just as hard. And you start on time and you quit on time. I, I never wonder to worry about you. I want to know, what is it that you're learning? And what's going on? He said, I'm a Christian. I go to church. And his boss said, I don't want to know, what in the world is your tur- church teaching you to give you that kind of work ethic? He said, my pastor taught me that I don't work for you. you. Boy, the boss bowed up a little bit. He said, what do you mean you don't work for me? He said, I don't work for you. I work for God. And when you're not looking, God is always looking. And when you're not around, God is always around. And that's why I do my very best. And that's why I stay honest. And that's why I clock in on time. And that's why I tell the truth. And that's why I work hard. Because I have a fear of God. I don't want God against me. i got to remember that the Lord is the one who's watching me. But we've lost that today. We lost that today. We think a man has not caught us and it's okay to get away with it. And some of you young people, you know, sit in church the way you do, all slouched down and and, and laxing days ago and playing around and sleeping. I'll tell you what. You don't believe there's a God in heaven who has the power to strike you dead right now. You have no fear of God. There's nothing inside you saying, I better be good. God Almighty is watching. There's no fear of God in their eyes. That's why you get on your computer and you look to your left and you look to your right. Look to your left and look to your right. Nobody's looking. Hey, you pull up some pornography on your computer. Hey, you think you get away with it. And you're looking at some of the most evil and disgusting and immoral and uh, the dastardly things that's out there, things that God, uh, uh, as in the Bible, has proclaimed as an abomination and things that God looks at as an absolute disgust and you'll look at the most vile things in the world and you'll take great pleasure in it and you walk away and nothing has bothered you. Why? I'll tell you why. You forgot God is looking and there's no fear of God that God might reach down and put a stop to you fear of God that's why you sneak off and take your sips of alcohol that's why you s- sneak off to some, to some uh, a restaurant somewhere and you think nobody's here and it's not that big of a deal and you order some drink and God said do not even look upon it God said don't even touch it And yet you'll take it and you'll shove it down your throat and you'll feel the buzz and you'll begin to act uh, disorderly away from the way you are. Why? I'll tell you why. There's no fear of God. You're not looking up and realizing God is right there. Boy, there ought to be a horror and a terror. I better be good. I better be careful lest I make God mad. I I don't want God on my bad side. I better be careful. Let me tell you something. The difference between a good Christian and a bad Christian often is the good Christian says, I fear God. I fear God. How many times in the Bible did he say, fear the Lord? And they're not every one of those times I'm talking about respect. Most of the time, he said, you better fear God. These, I, killed those, I killed that group of people. Why? They feared not the Lord. I, lo- I turned them into captivity. Why? They did not fear the Lord. And he went through it and, 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 and bring a holy horror upon people. That's why you can watch those horror movies. And watch your homosexual movies. And your homosexual sitcoms. Let me just take you a moment and say this. Je- uh, homosexuality is, is not just evil. It has now become accepted. And more than that, it's now become popular. You want to be popular? Then be gay. Let me tell you something. If you read the Bible, the Bible says that's an abomination. Man with man working that which is unseemly. And a woman with a woman doing things that are, are not even to be imagined. And yet, we have taken it and elevated it and it was one of the sins because of pride. Pride that Sodom and Gomorrah into homosexuality and eventually God killed them all because of it. And yet, we now take it and you go to your schools and your schools are promoting it. By giving you a health class with two mommies and two daddies. They got books that they read to your elementary kids. And in that book, it talks about their two mommies or their two daddies. And you can go to most of the new movies that are out, have some sort of homosexual uh, 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 play in it somewhere. You go to your school and you want to be cool. So you start walking all effeminate. But if you're a man, take pride in being a man. Take some joy in that. And say, I am a man. I thank God I'm shaved shave my legs. I don't have lace on my underwear. I'm a man. And I thank God I'm a man. I'm going to walk like a man. I'm going to talk like a man. I'm going to behave like a man. I'm going to control myself like a man. I'd rather be a man than any woman ever. Yes, sir, now, thank God every day I'm not a woman. I'm not, a, I, listen, I'm not against you women, but I thank, I thank God I'm not a woman. Y'all got too many problems for me. I don't need all that stuff. Babies and all oh, 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 my. If you're a girl, take pride in being a girl. This idea it's okay to, it's okay it's okay for girls to be with other girls, but it's gross for guys. But it's okay for you girls to walk around and hold hands with other girls. It's okay for a girl to kiss a girl. It's okay for girls to sleep in the same bed. It's okay. No, it's not. It's evil and it's wicked and it's being elevated into popularity. I'm trying to say, I don't care how popular it is. I don't care how accepted it is. It's still sin. It's still wrong. And we have a fear of God that says, I'm afraid of God. I'm not going to do that. We've lost our fear of God. Talking about you, you boyfriends and girlfriends messing around. I want to know when all of a sudden it got accepted. To have teenagers dating. Can somebody tell me when that changed? I mean, I know the world's been doing it forever, but inside these doors, my position's still the same. A 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you have no business dating. And you start getting interested in a boy or girl, listen, this whole idea that you do without chaperones, let me tell you why you have unchaperoned dates, because there's no fear of God, and there's no shame. That's why you come rolling up in the church parking lot with both of you in the same car alone together and strut yourself in here thinking nobody can tell you anything. Let me tell you something. You've lost your fear of God Almighty. You ought to walk inside. I'd be scared to death to walk into church like that. I have more respect for those people you're trying to get to come to church. Say, preacher, I don't want to go to church. I'm afraid a building will fall down because of who I am. At least they have some reverence for the house of God. I don't know what it is. And let me, uh, this whole idea. Well, that's my dating counselor. Would you tell me where that is? Everybody here has the same dating counselor. Everybody. It's your pastor and your parents. Your pastor and your parents. So that's my dating. You, You choose dating counselors because they let you get away with the garbage you're doing. They promote you going to fair together, going out to eat late tonight together. They take you out on chaperone on dates together. They, they'll take you, let you sit by each other in the car together. They close their eyes while you hold hands together. And they, hey, listen, that is half the problem with you teenagers. You won't get your head out of the gutter and get yourself right with God and stop thinking about moral things. Because some people are fueling it. It's not right, this whole messing around. And you're so brazen about it, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to stand up and say, bless God, I'll be holy. God said to be pure. And we're going to be pure to the day you walk down the aisle someday and get married to somebody. Stay pure. Amen. We have it now where everybody's messing around with everybody and they're always touching and flirting. Let me tell you, hey, you're getting that. It's not funny either. It's not funny either. You're getting that from the TV that you're watching. And I'm tell you, you're ruining your marriage in the future and you're ruining your life someday. Keep yourself holy. There's uh, no fear of God and no shame. That's why some of you ladies walk around in your spandex. Uh-oh. Spandex is just as popular as homosexuality. Stephen, what do you need? Okay. Well, she should take care of it. She's she's lived life longer than you. And uh, spandex. Say, well, it's popular. Well, if running around naked's popular. You probably, you probably would. That's the problem. You probably would. I'll tell you why you run around in spandex and see-through tights. Let me tell you why. You want me to tell you why? There's no fear of God. There's no fear of God. That's why you girls continue to walk around in your tight britches all ripped up and showing everything that shouldn't be shown. There's no fear of God. Boys, get everybody get Calm down. Y'all are comfortable on me. We're starting, all of a sudden, check our phone, you know. And uh, let's get back to holiness. There's no fear of God. And that's why some of you dress the way you dress. You girls dress the way you dress to get the attention of a man. You're telling me that, no, it's just comfortable. Tights are not comfortable. You don't do it because it's comfortable. You do not do it to get attention. That's why you wear your short skirts. That's why you wear high slits. That's why you wear tight pants. That's why you tie your shirt in a knot. That's why you wear low-cut things. That's why you wear revealing stuff. I'm telling you, I know. I'm not stupid. You're doing it for the wrong reason. You're trying to get attention, and it's wrong, and it's not holy, and you got to fear God someday and say, I'm afraid of God. I'm not doing that stuff. Then you guys go around and look at it. You, you you like that girl because she's because she's sleazy. She's gonna be just as sleazy when she marries you. And before you before you know it, you're gonna be married to about thirty guys. Why? No fear of God. Let me tell you why you skip church. Uh oh. Let me tell you why you skip church. You skip church because you have no fear of God. Well, I'm just gonna stay home today. I'd be scared to stay home. I, I'm, I'm already, I'm breaking hives. I'm having problems. Because in May, I'm supposed to go to a stupid wedding. I still have not bought my ticket because I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, my, what I'm supposed to do. My wife told the choir yesterday, I'm going to be gone for Sunday in May. I'm like, ah, hold, hold on. I haven't decided yet. I'm supposed to be in this wedding on a Saturday, and at 6 o'clock Saturday night. I said, no, they, they changed the wedding just for me so I could get back on time. So they changed it until 2 in the afternoon. There's still no flights that go out that can get me back in time. Now I'm going to be in church if I go. I was asked to preach down there. But I've never missed a Sunday in my church. Can you imagine a Sunday without me here? When the rapture happens, you'll you'll experience one. But but imagine a Sunday without me here. Did you just get that? Matthew just got that. Uh, Seriously. I mean, Dickerson comes to lead the service. We start at 1120. That's 30. 1130. You know? Caitlin's going to play the piano, but she don't know how to turn it on. MJ's going to try to put the announcements up on the board, and it's gonna, he's going to end up playing you know, superhero movie or something. Alan's going to come and put my, his name on my office door, you know, and, and be the new pastor. I mean, I'm saying, it's this, this going to be a train wreck. I, mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm scared to death. I'm thinking, am i Am thinking, I going to even come back to a church? I don't know. I don't know if that had anything to do. Oh, skipping church. I don't want to skip church. But anyway, can I tell you why you lay out of church on Sunday? I'm not talking about you're legitimately sick. I'm not talking about you had to work or there was a legitimate problem. I'm talking about why you lay out of church. And then and then you're lying to the preacher about it. As it and let me tell you something. Just because you're a preacher every once in a while, he's kind about it, does not always mean he's gullible. Because you lie to his face and all of it doesn't mean he believed you. He just happens to be kind sometimes. I'll call you on your lie. Oh, preacher, I had to work. Liar. You're lying. Because I went by your job and you weren't there. And I have done that. One of you rats lied to me one one day. Oh, I'm not going to be a church preacher because I'm not feeling well. I went to Costco and there you was. (laughs) There you was. Let me tell you why you lie to your preacher. Let me tell you why you lay out of church. There's no fear of God. You know, look up and say, oh, man, I just lied. I just lied. And God hates lying. I better be careful. Where's our fear of God again and realizing there's an almighty God up in heaven? Let me tell you, he he may be gracious, but he called your bluff too. Let me tell you why you gossip. Let me tell you why you tear down your brothers and sisters. Let me tell you why you, you send text messages about each other and put garbage on Facebook and Snapchat and tearing each other down and talking trash behind their back. Some of you are the worst backstabbers I ever met. You'll come over and give me a hug, and uh, 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 uh. you'll come talk. You'll come to me and talk bad about him, and then you'll go to him and talk bad about uh, uh, about me, and then you'll go to him and talk bad about him, and then you'll go to. You're just a liar. I tell you why you gossip. There's no fear of God. There's no fear of God. Hey, uh, 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 I'll tell you why you talk bad about your preacher or the preacher's wife or the preacher's family. Hey, I'm far, I, I'm far from having the perfect family. Far from it. I know that. But so are you. So are you. And my kids are far from perfect. And so are yours. And you little teenagers that want to come over and, and Snitch. Oh, my kids, I'm glad you do. And listen, this whole snitching thing. Let's stop there for a little while. You're idiots. It's not snitching. You ought to tell on each other. You ought to tell the truth. You ought to let me know what somebody's doing. The guy right now just got sentenced to 80 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. And the police and everybody says they know he did not commit the murder. But his two friends pinned it on him and he's afraid, he's afraid to be called a snitch. So he's going to take the fall and spend the rest of his life in that prison here in Alaska because he's afraid to be a snitch. Boy, I listen, I would snitch on the whole world before I went to prison. So I'm afraid I'll get shot. I would rather get shot than go to prison. Oh, man, I listen, if I go to prison, I'm taking my handcuffs and killing myself. And I know there, there I go. I'm going to be admitted because some of you idiots are going to call somebody and get me admitted for suicidal thoughts. But I'm telling you. Before you go snitch on my son, go clean up your go clean up your internet. Hmm. Hey, is there no fear of God? We talking bad about your preacher behind his back and his family? Seems to me there was a uh, some people in the Bible that were talking bad about their preacher, and God sent two bears out of the woods, come tearing down there and killed them all. There ought to be a holy fear somewhere. Talking about being disloyal. Disloyal. Is there no fear of God? Is there no fear of God? Hey, you know, do, do, do you know that I am the pastor of ABC? And God put me as the pastor of ABC? And I have no plans on going anywhere. I might have got fired from the choir, but I'm not getting fired from being the pastor. Fired from being a choir director because everybody said this is a terrible job. That's why I canceled choir today. I hope you all get sick and and, and end up in the hospital and have worms or something. I hope you you puke all the way home. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) But you know what? He said, We didn't like the way you lead singing. So you're done with the choir. But if you don't like the way I'm preaching, then you're done. Because I'm not going anywhere. You didn't hire me, you can't fire me. I started the church. You don't like go start your own church. There's a vacant lot right across the street. Knock yourself out. Hey, don't come in here and try to tear down the work that I've, I've worked and sweat and toiled over and tried to give my life for. If you don't like it, stop talking bad about it and go. That's simple, just go. That's not going to break my little heart. I'll probably be rejoicing all the way. We tell you why you can go weeks without reading your Bible. No fear of God. Does that bother you? You lay your head in your pillow at night and realize you've not read your Bible that day? Is there not something inside you, you says, oh, God, I, hold on, Lord, I'm sorry? Be merciful to me, God, I'm a sinner. Depart from me, Lord, I'm, I'm a, a man of unclean lips. Woe is me. How many times have we seen that in the Bible? Because people saw the Lord. And they had a fear of God. When the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something and you don't do it. Is there no fear of God? When you walk by somebody and the Lord said, Give that person a gospel track, and you walk right on by and don't do it, is there not a holy fear that comes over you? Say, Oh man, I disappointed God. I hope God ain't going to be mad at me. And I hope I don't get a car wreck because of that. I hope God ain't going to spank me hard. I better go back. So, no holy fear. Is there no fear of God when you sit in church and God gets on your heart about a sin in your life and invitation time comes and the Holy Spirit is saying, go, go, get down there, repent and make it right. Get down that altar and you hold back and you refuse to go. Is there not a holy fear that says, I hope God don't kill me for this? Because God has been known to do so. The man in the Bible that rebelled against Moses. The earth opened up and swallowed them all. Hey, God, God's serious sometimes. But we have no fear of God. Can I tell you why you don't tithe? There's no fear of God. There's no fear of God. Listen, if I robbed a bank, I think one of the first things I do is try to hide the money. I think most criminals do that. They kill somebody, one of the first things they do is get, get rid of the weapon. If I robbed a bank, I don't think i carry all the loot around in my pocket. But you rob God every Sunday and you carry his loot around in your pocket. No fear of God. Does it not scare you to get into a car that you took God's money and you purchased a car and you made your car payment with God's money? Does it not scare you to get in that car and say, oh man, I hope God doesn't make good on what I owe him. Does it not scare you to sleep in a house? At night, that you stole God's tithe money to pick the payment on and hope and pray that fire doesn't break out that night and kill you? There's no holy fear of God. Listen, I'm telling you today, one of the biggest problems we have is the look on your face right now for some of you because you don't have any fear of God. And it's going to kill you one day. That's why you sit in church and mess around. That's why you sit in church and, and whisper and pass notes and play and look on your phone. And I'll tell you why there's no fear of God. Hey, listen, you get in church, you ought to sit up and listen. God's watching. We need to get back to a holy fear. That's why we sing the world's music. There's no fear of God. That's why one day we'll turn around and, and, and go to a complete apostasy and turn our back on God. I want nothing to do with God. I would be horrified, terrified, scared to death to do such a thing. To walk away and say, God, I'm done. I want nothing to do with you anymore. I'm going to live my life the way I want. Boy, I'm scared to death to do something like that. There ought to be a fear of God. We ought to be terrified. Of who God is. The Bible says that even the devils tremble. When the demon possessed man and, uh, and just saw Jesus coming by, the devils inside of the man cried out and said, Oh, Jesus, so, uh, uh, the, uh, the Son of God. He said, What have you to do with us? Have you come to torment us before our time? That was just Jesus walking by. Well, when Jesus walks by your house, you don't even care. There ought to be a fear. And it's time for God's people to get a holy, healthy terror of the Lord. The Bible says his wrath is stored up until the day of wrath. That means God lets it build and build and build and build. And one day he's going to pour it out. He's going to pour it out. John goes to the island of Patmos. And while he's there, he sees the Lord. The Bible says he fell on his face as dead. Because of the fear of God, the fear of God. The devils tremble and you and I have no fear. I'm saying today, if you would get a fear of God and realize how powerful he is, how mighty he is, and who he really is, is, you go home and turn that TV on today, you'll be careful what you turn on. And so, and, 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 and somebody of the opposite sex wants to start sending you pictures, you delete them and block them. And you, you have a holy fear. You'd be real careful what you look up on your internet. You'd be careful who you hang around. You'd be careful what you drink and what you smoke. You'd be careful. You'd be, you'd be in church. You'd make sure you, you follow the Holy Spirit. You'd read that Bible. You would walk the line and you would live for the Lord because you're just afraid. What if I don't? What if I don't? me ask you today are you scared of god because if you're not you ought to be because he my god is so big so strong and so mighty there's nothing my god cannot do and you read that book right there you're gonna find time and time again time and time again god reached down and put somebody out entire entire armies open the earth up. suck them all in Fire from heaven, (laughs) wipe out the whole city. Flood the whole, I had enough, and flood the whole earth and kill them all. You better be careful. There better be a fear of God. Let's bow our heads together this morning. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. No one is looking.